to the double up podcast i'm your host double up and we're here to connect perspectives and today we got another special guest in the building good brother good friend of mine straight out of st louis dr christian simmons is going to be joining the show today and really going to be sharing this journey man from playing ball to becoming one of the best and i mean best chiropractors here in the phoenix valley and I ain't just saying that because I know him. I, I've been a client, and I've actually been adjusted, and he got me right. So uh, the brother going to tell what it's like to really be in this profession and what it takes to really make it happen. But also, on the flip side, some of the things he's got going outside of his profession and how his life journey has led him to this point. So let's tap in. No, no, I'm talking about us because, like, every time we're having people drop in, we've been doing – Candid conversations. Mm-hmm. Just talking about our stories, G. Yeah. And I know for me, I was in that similar situation. I'm going to let you tell yours too. But mm-hmm. for me, my dad. So my dad, he wasn't in St. Louis. Like, he ain't raised me. Yeah. But we were still close. Mm-hmm. But he was off making that bread. Yeah. Like he became a lawyer working in the military. So you already know. Yeah. <laughs> we talking about... Uh, that's guaranteed. That's guaranteed. For the rest of your life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, me... I'm in a mindset that, like, I'm doing the right thing, that mm-hmm. All I got, I done went to school, I done played football. Mm-hmm. I, I I know you got love for me. I know you always say that you got my back. Yeah. I need you right now. Mm-hmm. I need you to pay off my debt from college so I can get my degree. Yeah. I still owe the school, like, $2,400. Yes. That's what I... Yeah, type shit. So I can get my degree, so I can get my jobs and shit. And he said, no. Yeah. And I couldn't believe that shit, bro. I was so mad that I was pissed, bro. Yeah. I ended up fucking, I did some, it, it was some fraud shit, bro. I, I look back on it and I know I did it because I felt like I was entitled. Yeah. And so I wrote a check from his checkbook, pay my shit off. And it got cleared and everything. Shit was square. Everything went good. And he got so much bread, he don't even notice for like a month or so. Well, if he did, he ain't say nothing for like a month. Yeah. And so when he brought it back up, I'm like, man, I feel like you owe me this shit. I feel like you should give me this shit. But in reality, nah, he was trying to teach me that I'm your dad, but I'm not your caretaker. Yeah. You can go earn that money. And yeah. I could have went and earned that money. I could have picked up a little part-time job, deal, whatever. But I don't know. We feel like sometimes families should do things for us, mm-hmm. but they don't always have to. Yeah, they don't. And my thing about that, I feel the same way. It's a similar situation like I was telling you happened to me. Um, my dad, he went through. My dad was going through after he after his second divorce. He he was struggling in and, in and out. He was working with GMs and GM was doing like uh, doing the fire you every ninety days so they wouldn't have to give you health insurance and wouldn't have to pay you a certain salary. So I had to deal with that all through my all through basically almost majority of my college career. And then finally came to the end when I left Quincy. I left my junior year to go to a different school. 
Now they were supposed to pay for my summer school class that I took. Yeah. So I took a summer school class because I was going to the school, but since I transferred, they said they weren't paying for it no more. So I got charged the full 2400 uh, in order, and I couldn't transfer. They wouldn't send my transcripts. And you had to pay the bread. Yeah, so I had to pay the bread, and they wouldn't send my transcripts. Yeah. So I can't even go to school. Mm -hmm. And I'm at this school. I'm at a school, another school in Kansas. I find out from the financial aid department, okay, you can't play. They're not sending your transcripts. So unless they send your transcripts, you can't go to class or play. Man. And then so I'm calling people. I'm like, hey, look, I ain't never asked for nothing. I would always, always, because I was always, always hustled. I always, if you ever knew me, I didn't so. Even when I was a little kid, shit, when uh when everybody else had Halloween, everyone during Halloween, I would literally go trick-or-treating all night knowing that I was gonna freeze my candy and wait for everybody else to eat their Halloween candy, <laughs> and I got mine out the freezer and start selling it at school. Oh, I was man. doing that since second grade. That's I was awesome. hustling since so it's always been in me that uh -huh. that way. So I, it wasn't like I was asking for nothing, but I've been playing basketball. So I was like, all right, and I got uncles. And you me. can't work and play college sports. Can't do it. Can't. So I didn't even notice. So now I'm in school, and they were like, well, you could get a job. And then, then so I asked, like, some of my relatives. My dad didn't have it. My dad gave me everything. My dad had it. He would go bankrupt to yep. give it to me. So if he didn't have it, yep. he didn't He, he didn't have it. So and that's I, how my people's was, yeah. too. So for me to go ask my dad, it yeah. was like, my people's don't got it. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so if it was, I felt terrible going to ask. I'm like, all right, y'all got me. It's like, I, don't, I, don't, I never asked y'all for nothing. Um, if uh, my niece and nephew came asked for something small, like, y'all ain't never did nothing, zero for me, ever. And all I'm asking is for this, and I'll give it back to you. Both of them was like, no, I can't even do it. Both uncles was like, no, I can't even do it. What you need the money? Can't you get a job and work? And I'm like, really? Y'all dad was rich and gave y'all jobs at, at his, at his, what's in, at his liquor store and all his stores and stuff, gave y'all countless opportunities that y'all didn't have to work for at all. Yeah. I worked for every opportunity that I ever had. And then I try to try to bridge the gap between to get some help or do something. I would even work for it, anything. They wouldn't even try to hear none of it. And so that kind of pushed me away from, that's one of the reasons I don't really connect with my mom's side of the family. Because it's like, it wasn't even about the money. It's like, y'all never call happy birthday, anything like that. But then, you know how families, as soon as they're around, they want to tell you, hey, you got to listen to me. You got to do this. Yeah. And listen, like... You, your uncle or aunt is a title. You gotta. You, that's just a title. You gotta. That's a responsibility. It's a responsibility that goes with that. Yeah. And they was down all for the title, but none of the responsibility came for for me. So I was like, once I got that, I was like, I would never do my nieces and nephews that way. Uh, if they really, really needed it, I'm gonna go ahead and help it out. And the craziest thing that happened, it was a girl that I was messing with that got a stipend from her school. You know how they get the money back from a uh, Pell Grant? Yeah, like a refund check. The refund check. Yeah. She gave me her refund check oh, in order man. to go through. <laughs> she gave me her refund check. That's how I ended up playing college basketball my senior. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Out of nowhere. I didn't even know. I'm sitting, I'm just talking. Like, I ain't never asked for nothing. Mm -hmm. She just knew I was going through it. And she was like, I'm going to send you the money. I was like, what? No, 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 no. She was like, no. You need this money to go use. This is what you really want to do. I'm just, I'm just using the money for rent, and I can work. Mm -hmm. I'm, I ain't doing nothing. I can actually work. And I mean, she was in Chicago, and I was in Kansas. Yeah. She sent the money from Chicago, mm -hmm. <laughs> and she was mm -hmm. like, "I just trust and believe you gonna, you gonna do, you gonna do good things." Yeah. And she said, "Here, take it." And then later on down the line, she wouldn't even take the money back because after I got out of school, I was went back to kind of doing some stuff that I 
I used to do and she was like she ain't want that money from that avenue. Yeah. And to this day, like I don't talk to her now, but if it wasn't for her, came through. Yeah, came through in the clutch. You know, for her, I would never even went to school. And I feel like that's when we realize sometimes that our village ain't just our family. Exactly. It's the people that we we around that we show our good intentions to. Mm-hmm. People that we show love to, we show some compassion to, people that we just vibe with. Mm-hmm. And when they catch that energy and they can see your vision, they want to support that. Now, people who not around you, even though you might have blood ties, mm-hmm. that responsibility, it ain't been built, it ain't been established in no type of way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that's similar in a lot of families, bro, because the titles aren't always earned. It's like you nah. you walk into to a lot of us walk into fatherhood sometimes not having the proper examples. Mm-hmm. You know, and so then we trying to draw up that blueprint and make sure that we don't make those same mistakes. But that's hard, G. Yeah. It's hard to not learn from no type of no type of teaching. Is, yeah. It's a reason you go to class and it's a teacher. Yeah. You don't just go to class and get the book. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause they'll teach you at the beginning, but at least they got. I mean, you can go get the book later on, but right. they got at least got to give you an intro. You know what I'm saying? Break it down, and so from being a father to being an uncle to being a grandfather, it's it's almost trying to rewrite how we build our families. And you think like becoming becoming a doctor, and I asked this because I became an engineer specifically because I knew. This is a it's a skill set. It's a service to people mm-hmm. that ain't never going away. Exactly. It was was that your mindset going into yeah, this? Yeah, definitely. Um, because I knew that uh, looking at medical professions, looking at, I always knew that I was going to do something, and that's going to be therapy, sports, or medical related. It was just a, the transition of how I started off. I started off as wanting to go nursing, and then I was like, uh, nurses ain't nothing but, no offense, nurses ain't nothing <laughs> but uh, do boys or do girls for doctors. Yeah. And then once I got the, once I started wanting to be a doctor, MD, I'm a doctor now, but MD or DO, I realized. What's the difference? I don't know. So a DO is an osteopathic doctor. Uh-huh. So they just, so that's kind of like a chiropractor only they can prescribe medicine. So they uh-huh. more so joints and things like that as well, but they prescribe medication. They can't. Uh-huh. MGs is mostly, they don't do no adjusting. They don't, they don't have any qualification to do none of that. They just strictly, uh, uh, basically. Adjust? No, no, no. This is MDs. Okay. MDs are strictly just medications, pharmaceuticals, uh, okay. things like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. So the reason, so I, then I started, M, I wanted to do MD. So I looked into that, and then I shadowed a few MDs, and I felt like MDs weren't nothing but pharmaceutical company do boys and do girls. But they make that bread. But they made the bread. So I looked at it, and I was like, I looked at it, I was like, man, I always looked up to the people on the streets where I grew up. I grew up in one of the worst neighborhoods in the worst city in America. So I didn't grow up one, so y'all can literally- What part of St. Louis? North City. Walnut Park. Walnut Park. So I, if you looked at it, if anybody know where it, heard about it, if you want to look it up, like St. Louis is one of the most dangerous cities in the world, probably, well, not in the world, <laughs> in the U.S., and then Walnut Park is one of the most dangerous uh, in yeah, St. Louis. In St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So that's why I grew up around, grew up around a lot of hustlers. So I knew, I started out hustling, I knew that that wasn't what I wanted to do for my entire life. So I knew I didn't want to do that for nobody. Once I once I went and got higher education, I started seeing what was in those medications was the same thing that people were selling on the street. It was just more refined and synthetic. Yeah, synthetic. No, it's even the same drugs. They getting opium from Afghanistan. That's another mm. reason. That's another conflict that happened with the war. They needed the opium, mm. and when Afghanistan didn't want to give that opium, the uh, 
they had a conflict with that. Afghanistan ex exports, I think, almost 70% of the world, I mean, almost, I want to say 90% of the world's opium, and the United States takes 70% of that, I believe. Mm. That's that's wild when you think about yeah. the war on terrorism. Yeah, the war on terrorism. <laughs> so, that is, so I didn't want to be a drug dealer for nobody. So that's why I was like, well, I want to be a doctor, but I don't want to be, I don't want to be stuck into the pill because it's going to happen because that's how you make the money. You start off, you can maybe get a salary. Okay, you get six-figure salary. You got school debt. But once some pharmaceutical companies start coming in, they start, you can boost your salary up to 300000 the right way. And so I knew that, that me being a hustler that I wasn't going to turn that down. So I was like, man, I can't even, I ain't going to put myself in that position. Yeah. So I was like, what's another way I can do it? So physical therapy was another one. I was like, uh, and I looked into that. But at the time, physical therapy was only a two-year degree. Okay. So when I was like, uh, I, you could be a doctor, but it was only a two-year degree. And I was like, nah. I need so to our physical therapists are, are, they, like, when I think of physical therapists, I think of the trainers. Essentially, post-surgical staff. So they post-surgery. Like, yeah. So they the people you go see after surgery. So so they go see. They teach you how to. They teach you how to do the stabilization. Yeah. They want to first. They start usually how the the process of surgery goes. So let's say a knee. Let's say you get an ACL. First thing they want you to do is make sure the the knee. You want to get full range of motion back. So they so you go to physical therapist. They do range of motion. Yeah. Then they want. They all just want to re return you back to be able to lift your knee with strength against resistance. That's what they're trying to get you to. So the first thing they want to get you to is range of motion. Second thing, stabilization. Third thing is strength. Mm -hmm. So it goes in stages. So that's essentially what physical therapists do. Same thing chiropractors do, we did the same program. We've been doing it before then. So what made you say, I, I want to specifically focus on the spine. I don't want to just do full body physical therapy for people. I want to focus on being a chiropractor and it, it, it was it some intention with that? Yeah, it was definitely intention because looking at physical therapists, it, it will seem like uh, that it was only, they looked at the body as only in one aspect. In one aspect, whether, or uh, from, a, uh, from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. They look at it from the muscles control or the muscles control things and uh, whether from my perspective or a chiropractic perspective, nerves control everything mm -hmm. so nerves control the muscles so i need to i need to uh i need to worry about the nerves before i worry about the muscles of course the muscles are part of it but i want to worry about the, the muscles just tell me the issues that's going on in the nerve areas yeah. essentially so i want to make sure that the, the 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 nerves that go to those muscles have optimal facilitation so essentially if you Got a wire, essentially the same concept. If you got a wire behind the TV or yeah. or anything like that, a coil wrapped up, coiled up wire doesn't work as well as one that's unraveled because it's a, a better the flow. Current. Yeah, yeah, the current. It's a better flow. It, I'm sure that you can contest mm -hmm. that through uh, uh, through engineering. Yeah. Electrical engineering. So yeah. when you think about the nervous system, mm -hmm. it's all currents. That's what it is. Yeah, we, I mean we are literally light. Yeah, exactly. we're light beings. We're electrical. All electrical. It, it's, it's, it's nothing different than the electricity that's in the sockets. Mm -hmm. That's why it can flow through. It's like yeah. that. No it's, different at all. And when you think about how to activate or make sure your nervous system is, is, is proper, mm -hmm. when you have a lot of contact injuries, I'm just thinking from my perspective, I don't really know it, but yeah. to me, your nerves, they go all the way to your, your skin. Mm -hmm. Well, they go all the way to your bones. So they, yeah, they go all the way to your skin. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like from from bones. Yeah, out mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And so... Playing a lot of contact sports, 
would that damage your nerves? Mm. No, I wouldn't say damage them because you got a lot of tissue. That's why nerves are nerves are typically deep. So the nerves that you the nerves that outreach to the skin they they're not the real they're not the real intense okay. ones or or things like that. they can't be. You can't be messed. They can't like you can damage them and you could lose sensation and things like that. But the more important ones are the ones that are closer to the closer to the spine. Okay. The more important same with like arteries. Same same thing with like arteries. Gotcha. So it goes. So the it goes in order of importance. So if you look inside your body, it goes vein, artery, nerve. That goes. That's the order of importance. Life. Yeah, in life. So if you reason that if you go inside, if you cut into somebody's leg, the first thing you're gonna reach is a what? It's a vein. Yeah, yeah. Least important because you can live without. Next thing is an artery, right. and the next thing is the nerve. Okay. So it's deeper and deeper. So we in in the in science we think of that as a body is not didn't do that on just an accident. It did it on purpose. Yeah. So that's the order of importance. So that's another reason why I looked at it as like yeah, that makes a lot of sense. The vein, I mean, the nerve is the deepest one, so it's the most protected. Mm-hmm. So it got to be one of the most important ones. So that's something that I want to focus on. Yeah. So when you talk about contact sports, mostly it's the the thing that I think about in contact sports are the the collisions that that can sublux or adjust different joints and yeah. different kind of push joints out of out of out of uh, out of alignment. And now you think of alignment almost as a you think of the body as a machine, very sensitive uh, a very sensitive machine that has that has the joints are calibrated. All your joints are calibrated. Mm-hmm. So when, when you say you, calibrated, does that mean you can't? Like extend the range of motion. So yeah, you can extend it, but then sometimes you extend it further than when it, sort further than when it needs to be extended. Okay. And when you do that, that call puts pressure on what arteries, nerves, and veins, so that causes issues. Mm-hmm. And so my, where I'm, the concept of that with, with sports is, is that through all those through those contacts and them in in those bumps and collisions and all of that cause those minor subluxations or misalignments that cause. Uh, cause the those joints of the nerves to be not calibrated the way they need, or so the body not be calibrated the So therefore, it sends off the pain signal. Gotcha. So, it, the reason I'm going, it seems, it seems I'm going building the stories because uh, it seems confusing. But in the end, so if you look at it and say, okay, now this joint isn't calibrated correctly, so it there needs it at that calibration. So if it's not, that means the integrity of that joint is not the integrity of that joint is not the greatest, and those then that joint. Is supported by ligaments, muscles. Yeah. So now you think about that. Now you think about how if it's if that is not out of line. So now you worry about muscles being pulled in ways they're not supposed to be pulled. Yeah. Stress, putting abnormal stresses on that joint. So that's how you tear ACLs. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. That's what I build. That's why it all ties in. So it's not just the. It wouldn't. I don't even think it's. And science proves this. It's not just one incident that tears an ACL. It's not just one incident that tears an, uh, an Achilles. It's a, an overtime. It's a stress. Yeah. So it's a sense of that calibration. You you messed up or you kind of irritated that muscle. Now instead of instead of letting it recovery or letting it or recalibrating and letting it get back to normal, mm-hmm. you keep putting going. stress on it. Mm-hmm. So now it's breaking down further and further and further until all of a sudden. System shutdown. System shutdown. Failure. Failure causes muscle tears, ligament tears, uh, uh, muscle ligament. What else is there? Cartilage. All of that. So when somebody has like them freak accidents, when we talking about no such thing. What? What? Okay, I already know what you're getting at, but 
to the outside world, something that's snapping, like a, a Kevin Ware mm-hmm. breaking his leg or Clay Thompson landing and knee just going the wrong direction. What do you contribute that to if you say that some things can be preventable or it's not just one instance that made it happen? I would challenge it. I would challenge anything that's a freak accident. It's something that that person does a lot or they stress that bone, they stress that ligament, they stress that area out so much more than so much more to the point that a regular movement is now causing it to be at abnormal stress. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's why I said there are no freak accidents. It's it's those people Craig Trey Thompson is a as a as a high performance athlete. He he probably felt pain and he probably felt pain maybe the opposite leg, so he was putting more pressure on the other knee the whole entire that whole entire series or the whole entire game. Who knows? He hurt his ankle and wasn't putting pressure on that ankle and now he put more pressure on that whole entire the opposite leg. Now that puts more pressure on the knee, affects how you land. He don't wanna if he didn't land on the knee back or anything on that side of his body wasn't he didn't feel right. Calibrated. Yeah, it wasn't calibrated. He gonna feel like he the body's gonna feel like okay what do I have to do to make sure that the breakdown is slower so yeah. they don't say okay well this side isn't broken down as much we're gonna put more on that side. Damn, because it really is a machine. Yeah, it's a about machine. your body as a machine. Yeah, yeah. Have, it's always a cause and effect, and yeah. everything has a reaction. So for you, as a former player, because you hooped, you know what I'm saying. Come down St. Louis, you got no out of hoop. Look, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. So I have to. Do you think that? I mean, what, what's your outlook on training and keeping athletes healthy to make sure that the body can sustain these collisions or these impacts or these just, just landing situations that most people or too many people have suffered injuries from? Uh, there, are three, there are three things that are changing. Training has increased. Injuries has increased. And science on injuries has increased. Mm. So it's hard to say whether injuries have have truly increased because yeah. the science owner wasn't there. Yeah. Or 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 that but we know that overtraining does cause more injuries. So it's trying to it, we know that it's been more injuries, so it's kinda of hard to, to put the correlation there. Is it strictly mm. overtraining? Is it strictly the, the new training that's causing more injuries, yeah. or or that, or just do we have more technology to figure out? Okay, well, this person's this happened then, this happened there. Well, the person, some people were back in the day, they probably tore ACLs and didn't even know it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, the intervention of the the intervention process is a lot better and it's more beneficial to uh, to practitioners. So torn ACL now get you some money because you can because the prognosis on this is better so anybody tear the acl is like all right we go in and fix it before yeah. tear the acl you done because yeah. it wasn't like you go in you try to fix it it's going to do them make it worse mm-hmm. so now and then so the money wasn't there so it's it's all but i do have a i do have a problem with um um overtraining the train hysteria that we have especially on kids yeah. kids children are children they are meant to have they're meant to be they have short term spans for a reason. Mm-hmm. They don't need to be pushed and pushed and pushed to a point to their breaking point all the time. They they need to 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 branch out and do other stuff. And that's why and I think I laughed a lot. Younger kids, ACLs are starting to tear younger. Mm-hmm. They are starting to tear younger. Mm-hmm. People getting on them like they nothing. They start becoming like a 
like the norm. A sprained ankle. Yeah, sprained ankle. ACL starting from sprained ankle because all the the training, the overtraining, the at an early age and all that. I think that's a, a thing that I'm I'm not. I like training, but I think the aspect of people overtraining kids. Um, it is, man. That's why I emphasize recovery so yes. much. Like I'm huge on on yoga, on uh, getting ice baths, on stretching, on just doing the things that. I feel like it's a reward for your body. You've been doing all this training. Right. You've been putting all this stress on. You got to reward yourself. Exactly. Don't cheat yourself. <laughs> treat <laughs> yourself. Don't ever cheat yourself. Always treat yourself. If you should never feel bad for doing something that you know is going to help your body, at the end of the day, you should never. You don't. People go out and they think, to, "Okay, spend fifty dollars on fifty dollars on alcohol," but. But then hundred dollars on alcohol, but then look down on if uh, someone is like, okay, well you can get laser light therapy to help this with your, the knee problem that you've been yeah. having, or or do this type of therapy to help, or do this type of rehab, or uh, things like that. They're like, okay, that girl, that's three hundred dollars a month. But then you go out every weekend, spend eighty dollars, and tear your liver down. It's not doing nothing beneficial for your body. Not just turn down your liver, turn turn down your ability to recover. Recover, yeah. They're talking about everything, the immune system, everything, adding inflammatories and inflammation is the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. And mucus. Yeah, inflammation and mucus. Mucus and that's and, and that's what that's all they're doing, it's alcohol they're doing is okay, you, know, you can say you can do it every once in a while and all of that. And then you people indulge more more and then don't don't do nothing to alleviate. Right. And don't have no <laughs> balance. Don't, don't have no balance. You're gonna drink at least do something to you, help your body recover. Your body can recover from it, help it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why we off the alkaline activated smoothies right now. Yes, man. sir. Get tapped in. I came through just because I needed it. Help a positive mindset, too, because people miss that out on, on, on everything, too, on, on health and from every aspect. Having what you put in your body ultimately controls what you put out. Mm-hmm. And and consuming stuff that ain't that your body can't break down, that your body can't use without breaking down, mm-hmm. is it? So you gotta the concept that you gotta use energy to get energy yeah. is a, is a is a crazy concept. Sometimes people don't understand that the food that they eating is costing them more energy than they getting from it. Man. And that's a wild concept. <laughs> and then they'll be going out burning in the gym. And then go out burning. Oh, yeah, I ate. <laughs> no, your body's got to spend time breaking that down. Now you're going to use more energy and then get less out of what you just used to get. Right. It's like you just killing killing all type of just physical strength, but mental ambition. Yes. You, you, your spiritual clarity is off. and Your decision making ain't tight. It, it's, it's, it's a downhill stream. And that's why... I, Anytime that we out building the business, I'm talking about the health aspects first. Of course, we're going to make bread, but this was a differentiating factor for it and making it the norm because we ain't grow up eating healthy or just knowing about stretching or knowing the importance of uh, spinal health and getting adjustments. Like That wasn't something we was taught and raised on, and so it's creating a new standard that changes the narrative and makes it so that recovery you got to be doing that as as often as you in the gym exactly if not more if not more because <laughs> you constantly you do nothing but and from the moment of birth 
you begin your process of dying. Mm. So, essentially, what you need to be, what people should be doing, is trying to recover what they can to extend the life. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, every day that you wake up, you're not doing nothing but dying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Oh, why wouldn't things you? That's gonna put, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I enjoy life. Yeah. I always imagine what it's like for people who literally saw the the 1920s yeah. and now they're seeing the 2020s. They see wealth in life. <laughs> like, that's... I don't want to... I don't want to... Uh, I have to have to hear about it or be all just fucked up in a in a crippled old wheelchair can't experience exactly. nothing. Like I want to be up. Is that life? That, that ain't living. <laughs> that ain't, living. That ain't, that ain't living. living. That's watching. That's watching. That's, that's being there. That ain't that ain't living. And, and then also going in things like going in the health and and having that. That aspect of it, it, even in being in that business, like you say, you're gonna make the money, but it makes it so much more than making money. It, it's a purpose to it, to your making money. So it's not just you go in, especially going in, you working. Anybody, if you ever work for somebody, or a concept, you going to, if you selling something or you trying to give a service or anything, you gotta try to, you gotta try to sell yourself, no matter what aspect it is. It's yeah. much easier to to sell something you know is true, you know you believe in. And, and that you that you passionate about. I don't know who can't be passionate about living. I know there's some people that are. I don't need to be insensitive to people that are that that are going through depression and things like that. But I can imagine that majority, the overwhelming majority of people see that that they like living. They, <laughs> the reason they wake up every morning. Nah, for real. Some people hate everything about their life, but the one thing they like is they alive. That's the thing. I wake up and thank God for every morning. It's my health and the opportunity to make a better life. Exactly. And if you if you dealing with it, nine times out of ten, it's environment. Mm -hmm. It's environment and it's what we consuming, both ingesting and watching and reading. And by adjusting that, that's how we're able to come out of them dark spaces and transition from athletes to starting businesses and putting that intentional stress on ourselves for progression. Because if you ain't really intentional with what you're building, you're just stacking bricks. You're stacking bricks for somebody else's plan. Exactly. But we trying to build up, build up the mansion for the family, for the community that is, is truly going to put people on in ways that you can't just write checks for everybody. No. I got to give you an opportunity to say, hey, you can come hop on this ship. We can build. Give them mindset. You know what I'm saying? And then I can Give show you how purpose. to start your own thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That purpose is what keeps everybody from becoming a leech or becoming a traitor or becoming somebody that just doesn't progress underneath the umbrella. Because I ain't trying to hold nobody hand. Yeah, exactly. We got kids to raise. I got a kid on the way, man. Exactly. So. Oh, well, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I ain't tell you. Congrats. Yeah, so she uh, eight. No, nine weeks now. Nine so weeks so now. we find out next week okay. what the gender gonna be. Okay. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, Exciting time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Super intentional now, man. Yeah. Gotta be. And then like you said, it's hard to going back, beating back into what you put in your body and how you feeling and waking up and having a good outlook. It's hard to 
to to wake up and have a positive mindset and have a name positive, just have a, a an intentional mindset if you have too many distractions, distractions within. Within comes from your mind. Distractions come from your pain, aches and pains within your body. And and it also goes into what you put, like you said, what you what you put in your body. You honestly, if you you can't think straight if you your brain is foggy and your your back and your knee hurt. And it's not always you need to go get therapy for those things. Sometimes just what you put in your body can affect. It can directly affect not not just can it will directly affect how you feel. Yeah. So so sometimes the knee pain that you having maybe. And not saying it doesn't go away, but I'm sure it'd be a lot less tolerable, a lot more tolerable if you didn't have so many inflammatory factors in your body, the mindset, the 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 things that are going in your body. Because stressors, all those stressors, it doesn't do anything but help create more pain. Stress within the body is just going to put, it's just going to build. So if you have, if you add in stress, any type of stress, whether it's just stress that you don't need to your body. It's gonna increase your pain mm-hmm. nah. because stress is just on. Cause that's what pain is. Essentially, stress. It is. It is a hundred, man. Got to get tapped in. Let the people know where they can get in with you. Cause you the you you the only like I said, you the only young black man in the industry that I feel like can connect with the culture and really really knows your shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you. You do this, so how can the people get tapped in with you? Oh, they can, can get tapped in with me through the, my Instagram page at Simmons Show uh, on, on Instagram, or they can go to the website www.simmons s i m m o n s s h o dot com Simmons Show dot com. Uh, it's intentional, even with the name. Is that uh, it's a show, and it's a, a show stands for Sports Health Oasis, but it's also uh, in order for me to show you intentional ways of how you can in, in, in increase your your level of your optimal state of being. Mm-hmm. It's not just me doing adjusting, it's also providing positive energy. I never mm-hmm. come in, I never come in any situation adjustment only adjustment or any type of therapy without a positive mindset, without providing some positive mindset mm-hmm. with me. Because that's that's always that's always needed and it's always gratitude is always it's always Free, it's free, and it's it's, it's <laughs> it, it always pays itself forward, and I always bring that with me. So, like I said, Instagram page, Simmons Show, or the website, and you can book through there. Or my business number is a six zero two six four four thirteen thirty four. On me, man. Hey, I appreciate you, man. No Tapping in with us, everybody. It's been another episode sponsored by Alkaline Activator. Make sure you. Drive by the basement. We always got the juice bar open. Uh, shout out to our sponsors, Real is Rare Brand. It's not just a brand, it's a fact. T Spit, what up, man? We got the retreat coming up in Detroit. I mean, Detroit in December. Um, that's going to be the first weekend, December 2nd through the 6th. So, everybody that's interested in the Alkaline Retreats, the second annual one, we had a, a lot of fun and a lot of just wellness and clearing our minds going on last year. So let's tap in again this year. Until next time, we're going to double up.